there. I'm Francoise Von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Okay, I have a confession to make. Six months ago at the IMAPS Device Packaging Conference, Beth Kesser, who is IMAPS president, presented me with a signed copy of her recent book, Advanced Fanout for High Density Packaging. And it's basically, essentially, the sequel to the Wafer Level Packaging Handbook she and Stefan Kronert edited that came out in 2019. And I actually reviewed that and wrote about it. So I promised to review this one and write about it. And here we are six months later, and I've been carrying it around with me for months without finding the time to crack the cover. So on the flight over from Phoenix to, to IMAPS, I did pull it out and I started reading the beginning. And I found myself really engaged, actually, and feeling like I was taking a trip down memory lane as I read Yol's chapter and they talk about the whole history of fan out. So anyhow, I asked... Beth, if she would sit down with me and do a podcast interview. And it doesn't mean I'm not going to write about it. I'm still going to write about it. But I also wanted to let you talk about it. And maybe people will go out and buy it. Well, I'm honored to be both in your podcast and potentially in your uh, 3D Insights blog. So well, I didn't say much. it was going to be a good review. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> okay. So, Beth, welcome to the podcast. Again. Thank you. It was, I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so happy to see you here in person at IMAPS in Boston. It's been a great conference so far. It has. It's been really nice to see this conference in full swing and fully populated. Last year was a little quiet. It still happened, the one in San Diego. That was actually the first in-person event that I went to. And I'm also surprised to hear that this conference is doing better than our 2016, 17, 18, and 19 conferences. So I think we're really back in full force. It's well, really wonderful to see everybody. You think people wanted to get back out? I think people want to get back out there. There's still, there are people I'm seeing here who's like, you know what, this is the first time I've been out in three years. Plus, I think the West Coast might be a little saturated at this point because we did IMAP Symposium in San Diego. Mm -hmm. We had ECTC in San Diego. We mm -hmm. had DPC in March. Um, then, of course, we always have uh, Semicon, and and so now we're in Boston, we're on the East Coast, we're seeing all our East Coast friends, so I think they are ready to get out. Yeah, instead of um, Mexican and Asian lunches, we're having New England clam chowder and roast chicken, and it's like different food. And yeah, it's. I mean, I'm from this area, so it's been nice for me to come back. But anyway, let's talk about the book. Um, why don't you start by sharing some of the book's backstory, why you wrote it to begin with, or why you saw there was a need for this? Yeah, so our first book was really an intro to fan out and embedded technologies, which was published in February 2019 with 24 chapters. And it was really a review of the whole industry of fan out from the very beginning with mm -hmm. Fraunhofer chapters, um, Infineon chapters on mm -hmm. EWLB, and then some of the OSATs contributed like DECA and AMCOR, and then all the materials, equipment, and even a chapter from Georgia Tech. But there were some key people who didn't have the opportunity to contribute. They were too busy, or our, the book just got too large. It was 24 chapters. So mm -hmm. this was a follow-up we wanted to focus on high-density um, applications like advanced packaging for high-performance compute and also system and package. And we got to uh, include the folks who weren't in the first book, like mm -hmm. TSMC and ASC and ATNS. So it was really nice to kind of round out our first book with the second edition, which came out last December. Um, you mentioned DECA. 
so when they when the first book came out, were they still in OSAT? Had, was it before they had divested Nepes? They had written the chapter. Or two Nepes? Yeah. They had written the chapter in 2017-18, and the book came out in 19. So okay. it was before that deal. Okay. So now they're an IP company, so that's a different story. Correct. So the chapter this time around is more about using adaptive lithography for mm-hmm. high-density RDL, which is the IP they have and that they license to folks on on how to do that um, adaptive alignment or adaptive routing, and they have all the scripts uh, to help you know, adjust for that mm-hmm. die drift. And so they're really becoming almost like a software and technology company. Yeah, that's really, I've been following them for a really long time. And it's interesting to see how companies evolve over time. That's why I really liked the first chapter that I read, which was the Yol Market Report. And they start out with this whole history of fan out from RCP to EWLB to... Amcor, Swift, and Slim, but I found myself going through, oh, I remember that. I I remember that that happened. So it was a nice little trip down memory lane to read that, but that's kind of as far as I got on my flight. So I have a lot more to review and and read about. Um, So TSMC wasn't in it before. Had they already done info? So yeah, Info came out in the iPhone in the 2016 model, right, September okay. 2016. And I think at the time they were just too busy. Mm-hmm. And by the time we signed our book contract in 2020 for this next book, they had done so much, we just had to include them. Mm-hmm. So they have two chapters in the book. One that does include their Info uh, pop for the Apple iPhone. But the other chapter is more the high-performance compute that you've seen recently with their CoOS S and CoOS L and CoOS R, the Info R, the Info L, and then even the Info SOW, System on Wafer, and then SOIS. So all the things you've seen here and there at, at conferences are kind of consolidated into two chapters into this book. So it's really like a good place to get everything all in one book. So. I've never heard somebody so conversant in acronyms. That was really impressive. You know them all. You know how to pronounce them. Of course, them. of course. I know what they all stand for. So that's why I teach a professional development course, there you go. course on these right, things, just right. to, to demystify the acronyms. Right. Speaking of acronyms, so in the first book, um, and I was asking this before, is it fan out wafer level packaging or wafer level fan out? So uh, as editors, Stefan and I really need to provide continuity to our chapters. And so we used fan out WLP as the generic name, just like people use WLP or WLCSP for right. wafer level packaging. But what we find is that each OSAT, you know, they take their own spin on it. So you have... Amcor using WLFO, wafer-level fan-out. You have DECA with their M-series, which is like molded um, Mm -hmm. wafer-level packaging, M-series. And then ASE, usually they refer to it as AWLP, advanced wafer-level package. But since they've licensed M-series, they also have M-series and and, uh, on and on. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, so this is why we needed a new book. Um, So, yeah, how much changed actually between when the first book came out and when the second book came out and that you were able to capture the yeah, second book. Yeah, so I, the first book was quite easy because it was everything that had been done up until, you know, 2016 when we signed the book contract and 2017-18 when we were recruiting these chapters, so anything and everything before that. Whereas this next book really captures the delta between 2019 when this was published and, and the middle of 2020 when we were uh, recruiting new 
contributions. And so, but by that point, we had already seen uh, TSMC already publishing material on ultra high density info. Uh, we knew that DECA was moving into the high density RDL space for, with adaptive lithography. And then there were just the, the folks that we, we didn't include and didn't have room for in the first book, like the ASC. EAZ um, embedded dye and substrate technology in the ATNS embedded chip package. So we really kind of rounded out what either had changed since the first book or was not included in the first book because of um, just lack of space. Do you differentiate between the embedded technologies and the fan out I do because and it's one of the first slides in my professional development course on fan out because I want to make it clear that when I do fan out wafer level packaging it's a wafer level process um, that's embedding dye in a molded wafer that you can then do your redistribution layers on like you would do for wafer level packaging whereas embedded dye in substrate is is different you're mm -hmm. using 510 by 500 millimeter panels where you're putting dye into the substrate cavities, which you have to create using all substrate technologies. So it's it's distinctive. But since we want to make sure that we have a different point of view, mm -hmm. we're not just, both our books have the word embedded in the title, and that's why we include these embedded chapters so people can see the differences between what is a fan away flow package and what is embedded dye in substrate package. Okay, so that makes me think what would be the difference between fan out panel level packaging, which is also a square yeah. panel, versus an embedded is it the density? Yeah. So is then, it line space that's that you great can achieve? Question because you start going from um, using round to mm -hmm. using large squares or rectangles similar to substrate, but you're adopting those wafer level processes to the panel. And these wafer level processes like sputtering are high yielding processes and you're adding all the inspections in. Where substrate is intuitively more of a lower cost um, technology, but with the opportunity to inspect out the bad units. So you always have known good dye and known good substrate. Whereas with RDL, if you're embedding the dye and then um, plating up RDL on top, you have to have a known good... Yeah, it has right. to be very good. It has to be high right. yielding. Right. So we're using fab-like processes in fan-out panel and adopting them to large rectangles or large squares. Okay. All right. So that is a big difference. So, did you introduce any new characters in this book? Yeah, so I, what's interesting is we have two repeats. So, Fraunhofer was in the first book where they did more of a historical perspective, which was great because they looked, it's a very IP-oriented chapter where they look at all the IP for fan-out starting in the early 1980s. Um, but this one, fan, the Fraunhofer has their panel-level consortium, so they strictly wrote about their panel-level data. And then DECA is a repeat, so they did their M-series in the first book, and this one is strictly uh, high-density RDL using adaptive lithography. So the new characters are, in, uh, you know, Yol doing the market chapter, and it's very it's 47 pages. It's very comprehensive. I think it started out as 80 pages, so <laughs> I really had to, you know, edit that back into just really the most important information. And the first book, Jan Vardaman from TechSearch did our market chapter. And then, of course, I mentioned TSMC, I mentioned ASE, their new ATNS, and then UCLA is, mm -hmm. did a chapter. Uh, Georgia Tech also came back, so they're a repeat, so they gave us an update. Um, Muhannad Bakir is great, and he's a great, not only a great technologist and academic, but a really good writer. Mm -hmm. so. 
I like those chapters that don't have to be edited too much. And <laughs> so. then you said there was a um, chapter on cost. Correct. So Amy Palesco Lewin, who's one of my favorite people, she did a nice cost chapter to help round out this book. So people are always curious. You know, what's cheaper, fan out, wafer love packaging, flip mm-hmm. chip, wire mm-hmm. bond. And so she uh, put together a good review for our peop- for our readers who are new to fan out Is technology. Savances? Savances, correct? Savances, okay. Um, what else? Let's see. You know, I, you know, I don't read a lot of the technology books. I mean, I think people know that I'm not an engineer, so it's always a heavy lift for me to try and read one of these, but I do find that I'm very proud of myself for how much I did understand so far. Um, and I guess I have been around long enough to actually have absorbed some of the stuff that I listened to, but this is not a book that I would sit down and read cover to cover. Um, is that the intention or how would you recommend the listeners use this book? So it depends on, uh, what you're trying to do. If you're new to packaging and you just want to learn about what fan out is, uh, of course, reading the first few chapters really gets, gives you the idea of, of what is fan out wafer packaging. If you're an equipment supplier who's trying to break into the market, I would definitely look at the second book with the latest technologies and see what TSMC and ASC are reporting to try and understand. And then also the panel chapter by Fraunhofer to understand where we're going and what is needed. Uh, if you're, and the same if you're a material supplier too. So it really depends on, am I, am I trying to create a new technology and be an OSAT like DECA did? Or am I just uh, uh, someone who's learning? I'm a student. I'm trying to learn more. I'm new to packaging. Or if you're trying to break into the market, you kind of have to pick and choose your mm-hmm. chapters. But mm-hmm. it's definitely not bedtime reading that you would read cover to <laughs> Unless cover. Unless you want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> but um, honestly, um, re- um, I think that it actually is not, I mean, for me, it wasn't hard to read. It was interesting to read. And I did, like, the, the beginning that I have read so far. And I can see where I could would use this as a very, uh, a, like, a resource if I needed to look up something, if um, I wanted to come up with some ideas for yeah. 3D Insights on articles. Like, it, it seems to me it's kind of time, like, a, a moment in time. Stuff moves so quickly in this industry and changes so quickly. Um, and you've got this market report that, you know, we know how quickly the market changes. Why did you think it was inclu- important to include a market report in a book that maybe a year from now it might be? Yeah, well, the yeah. whole book is kind of a snapshot in time, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to start writing a, a new book now, I mean, gosh, you have the Tesla Dojo and you mm-hmm. have this Cerebrus wafer scale engine and, you know, things like that aren't included because those are very new in the last one to two years. But the, the Yule chapter... I really like because they have a historical perspective. They do have the market trends, mm-hmm. and it did come out during COVID. So, you know, there should be some COVID impact shown mm-hmm. in those market trends. But their chapter also goes over technology trends. They review very briefly Amcor, JSET, NXP, DECA, ASC, TSMC, and they have a, some, a section on fan out panel level packaging. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just the market, but yeah, it is, is, it is a snapshot in time in terms mm-hmm. of where the market was when they wrote the, the chapter in 2021. Would you recommend an, um, a, professor use it in a class as a textbook well if it's possible if you had one 
class all about fan out technology to use both books. But really, if you're going to have a packaging class for graduate or even undergraduates, I would use Rao Tumalan's textbook. Mm -hmm. He just revised it, and it came out in September of 2019. You can get it on Amazon, and I did a chapter in that on Mm -hmm. Fanout, which didn't exist in the first version that Mm -hmm. was published in 2001, but that covers everything. It covers interconnects, Mm -hmm. it covers slip chip, wire bond, lead frames, substrates, electricals, thermals. There should be a class on just Fanout. At this point, I know. I, know. I, I mean, would sell a lot of books then, or at least some. I mean, you you teach the professional development courses. Do you use the book for your professional development? I course? just show it at the end as a recommendation <laughs> yeah. because my courses is like drinking from a fire hose because I right. try to include everything. <laughs> so I'm like, well, if you didn't understand anything I said, you can read it here in right. these books. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think. What's interesting about fan out is you always have to compare it relative to something else. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. teach fan out without teaching flip chip. Right. You can't teach fan out nowadays, fan out bridge without teaching, uh, two and a half D. So mm-hmm. die to die interconnect in, in a silicon interposer or even Intel's EMIB, right? Mm-hmm. You have to compare mm-hmm. everything. This EMIB and is not a fan out. And no, it's embedded die and substrate, die. but right. it's a bridge to do die to die interconnect. So. Right. It could almost be a good book for heterogeneous integration, mm-hmm. and then you just add published papers on other things, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, 2.5D, EMIB, etc. So, And that's another thing that's not in this book, is Fan Out Embedded Bridge. So it would be nice so in the next gonna be, book. So there's going to be a Volume 3? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But are I these, did, vo- these are not Volume 1, Volume no, they're 2, not, though. Because we really tried to distinguish the first book is really just intro... And this book is specifically for um, high-performance compute and system and package. But, um, you know, I was talking to Stefan. I was, I had a great, when I was in grad school, a great, uh, po- I was a polymer. I was material mm-hmm. science. And I was, had a focus in polymer. And I had a great book about engineering polymers for the semiconductors. And I can, and that was published in the early 90s. And I cannot find another one. Like, could you imagine a book? That has like all the polymers in a package that's published today, mold compounds and underfills mm-hmm. and die attaches and and you know all the bond debond materials and so that's kind of my pipe dream. Yeah, is to do that. Yeah. But yes, there's always room for another fan out edition or heterogeneous integration handbook or heterogeneous. Yeah, to, so then you can include all those other advanced mm-hmm. packages. And now we're doing 3D and hybrid bonding and. Sounds like you get your work cut out for you. Yeah, yeah. So how long does it take to publish one of these? So the first one took quite some time because I had a job change and I moved to Munich, Germany. So we went on pause for a little bit. Plus, I think the folks that we had contributed didn't realize the enormity of what they had signed up for, (laughs) especially once I start editing it. They're like, whoa, this is serious. So um, I think everyone took a step back and even though we signed the book contract in March of 2016, the chapters really didn't start rolling in until uh, September of 2017. By then, I had been in Munich all year, so I'd been there nine months, so I had time on my hands to start editing over yeah. the weekends, which was great because I edited in Mallorca, and I edited in Grand Canaria, and I edited <laughs> it in Paris. And I had a, and uh, and so that one took three years to from book contract to market. This one, because of COVID, and I was tucked away at home and not allowed to really go anywhere, I was even surprised because when I submitted everything in November 2021, I thought, oh, it would be done. 
in the market in a few months and they got it out. Even they were bored. They got it done in a month. <laughs> and everybody who was contributing was bored yeah, and had nothing else yeah. to do. Uh, we so didn't it was even perfect, know. Like, so suddenly like the COVID it was on project. Amazon. So yeah. yeah, so it got done really quickly and everybody was really super on time and, and good with their edits and, and revisions and new drafts. So it was great. Well, I guess that pretty much wraps up all of my questions. Um, where can people find it? They can find it on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Amazon.com, Amazon.de, wherever you buy your Amazon books. Who published it? It's Wiley and it is Wiley Press. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably can find it on Wiley as well. They're pretty famous for publishing books. Yeah. www.wiley.com. And they have an ebook version too, which uh, is handy to have if you like to read on your iPad. Mm-hmm. And just to note, the ebook version has color pictures. And the hard copy, Wiley does not publish in color. So if you like reading on your iPad, then, I, and also it's cheaper in ebook form too. So you might want to go for the ebook. Good to know. Well, thanks for spending some time with me. Thank you, Francoise. There's lots more to come, so tune in next time to the 3D Insights Podcast. The 3D Insights Podcast is a production of 3D Insights, LLC.